When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Thursday, July 29th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call and make an appointment today, 317-849-2933. Punch, subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. First, we're going to talk about Colts camp, day two. Then we're going to talk about the NBA draft tonight. What are the Pacers going to do? What are they likely to do? What would I love to see them do? Then we're going to talk about Joey Bottle. So if you like to see me angry, wait till the end. Because Joey Votto did something today that I would have prevented if I was pitching for the Cubs today. All right, let's talk about Colts camp first. The newsy item of the day, Ryan Kelly left the workout today with a bit of a left elbow deal. Uh, We don't know exactly the extent of the injury, whether he's going to be on the shelf for a while or what, but it looked like he was in a a good deal of discomfort, removed himself from the workout. He was like this with his left arm. So it's an elbow. And that was confirmed by the Colts media staff. Uh, Carson Wentz was better today, which is good because yesterday wasn't very good. The, The Colts yesterday didn't look like a very charismatic group. Got to tell you the truth. As a football team, they didn't look like they had much fizz to them. Today, a little bit more fizz, but I got to tell you the truth. When you see a, a team's offense work against that same team's defense, you can't tell whether the offense is moving the ball because the defense is playing poorly or whether the offense is moving the ball because the offense is just really, really good. Today, the offense moved the ball, but it seemed to be often at the expense of Rocky Seen. So, what are you going to do? Can Rocky Seen play? in the NFL, can he be expected to play at the quarterback position for the Colts in a way that is going to help the Colts win football games? You know what? We may find out come September. We may not find out come September. He just looked, to my eye, entirely lost. We did get a chance today to hear from Justin Blackman. Second year safety out of Utah, third round draft pick, didn't have any training camp last year, but came out in the regular season and played exceptionally well. What did he like and what did he not like about that rookie season? 
Um, I think that I just like the competition level that I played with. Uh, I feel like I came out and gave it my all for my teammates. Uh, what I didn't like was, you know, the, the, the fact that I kind of, just my legs were just so heavy at the end of the year. Um, I feel like, you know, going through the ACL and just having to rehab and then getting into everything by, you know, by November, December, you know, it's kind of, you know, uh, regressing. So it's like, you know, this year I'm excited because I got to be able to have spring, got to, got to train in the off season, get my legs right. So it's, 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 it's really going to be a good year. And what's the difference this year compared to his rookie season? I think just being able to be out here with my teammates, uh, being able to be out here, you know, being vocal, a leader. You know, um, last year I was kind of quiet, rookie, you know, uh, didn't want to overstep anybody. But this year, because I have, you know, teammates that I've connected with, we've all hung out. Um, so it's just, it's just been fun being able to, you know, scream out things that I see. Um, seeing it for the first time, but then coming back this year and seeing it again, it's almost like repetition, you know what I'm saying? So that's where film comes in, you know, being able to see the things that I could have done better on. And then seeing it now, it's like, oh, the second year, now I'm starting to see how you see it. Uh, how my coaches see it, how Kari sees it. So it's been really fun uh, just being able to be out here and actually have a smile on my face instead of being all nervous because last year I was just everywhere, man. I was like, I don't know what to do. But, you know, this year I, I feel like I'm a lot more put together, a lot more ready to go. So, A lot of guys coming back for the Colts secondary. How does that continuity help? It helps a lot, man, because, you know, you don't want to – it's kind of hard to call someone out when you're not close. You know what I'm saying? So when you have that connection off the field – it's better on the field. So being able to be with these guys, you know, off the field, hanging out, going to dinner, you know, playing video games together, it all matters. Because now when we're on the field, we can all talk to each other. We can, without, you know, like, oh, I'm ready to fight. Like, no, it's like, come on, you're my brother now, so I can call you out, you know. Does that work with the offense too? Look like you're chirping a little bit. Oh, like that. That's just fun right there. You know, those, those are my brothers right there. But when we're on the field, we just love to talk. You know, we're, we're always talking, and me and Pitt especially, we're always mouthing at each other because we work together every, every, in the offseason. That's what we did, we work together. So. That's just, you know, it just raises the level of competition. And the goal of the defense is how many turnovers? 40 plus. All right. 40 plus. That's our goal. That's our goal, and we're sticking to it. 40? 40 is a lot of turnovers. The number one team in the NFL last year in generating turnovers, the Miami Dolphins with 29. This would be 11 more than what led the NFL last year. Now, the year before was kind of in the ballpark. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they turned over offenses 38 times. The Colts' stated goal is to get to 40, and it's been a long time since an NFL team has gotten to 40 turnovers. We got a chance to spend some time with defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus today. Eberflus was asked, what's next in the evolution of this defense, moving this thing to the next level forward? Always done a solid job of uh, really the rudiments of the game, meaning like uh, you know tackling. We've always done a good job there. And this time of year, we're, we're, we're looking for just that. We're, we're just trying to set our foundation uh, for our defense, uh, really for our football team, of what do we believe in and then what are the, the standards and what you want to set for our team. And you got to reestablish those every single year uh, because as soon as you don't look at them, man, they go away. And for us, that's you know the running to the football, the proper angles, the hitting, uh, the takeaways. You know, scoring on defense, all those things, being smart situational players, and we have to reestablish those things right now. So it's a day to day. How did I improve my technique from last year? And that's what we're looking for from 2020 to 2021 with our improvement for each individual player and their technique. So that to me is the most important thing because if we collectively get better at technique, then we're going to be collectively better as a unit. A little bit of conversation about Rocky Scene today, and so. 
Uh, Mike Wells of ESPN asked Eberflus about Rocky scene. How can he get better? Yeah, I mean, some of the obvious things are just where his hands are, you know, keeping his hands down low and then playing through the football, you know, and then his his footwork, you know, through the catch point, you know, is he does he have a good base, does he have good balance to come back to the football, and then what does he do when he reacts to the football and dislodging the ball from the receiver. So he's been working on all those things, you know, and obviously his start, you know, from A to Z he's going to work on, but we hone that down for him, uh, him and his coach, and, and I'm, in, I'm involved in that too, so... Uh, we're going to constantly work on that, and he's going to keep improving. And uh, he's had a couple good days here, and we're excited where he is. But he understands where he has to go, and he's going to do. He's going to do that. Um, uh, so we're, we're encouraging him every single way, every single part of the way. And finally, Eberflus was asked, "What is at stake in every practice? We know that these things are videotaped, they are cataloged, and effort is graded every single rep." at every single drill. So what is at stake for these players, both the starters and the guys toward the end of the roster? If a guy has a great camp and he applies pressure to the starter, well, that should be you should, that should be recognized. And his playtime should be increased. Uh, whereas a starter, if a starter has a great camp, well, he's going to keep his job. I mean, that's the nature of the NFL, really nature of competition. So, so we believe in that. So we believe in having an open mind you know, with guys, their performance, because it happens all the time. you got, you got a, a, a veteran who's been playing for 13 years, and all of a sudden he starts to decline. Well, you got to recognize that. You don't recognize that unless you have an open mind and really look at the rep by rep, day by day, and leave it open in your mind as competition. That's Matt Eberflus. Colts back at it at Grand Park tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. you got to get a ticket. The tickets are free, but you have to go to Colts.com and get a ticket in order to be able to watch the workout. All right, the NBA draft is tonight. So the Indiana Pacers are going to try to get better with the 13th overall pick, either using it and maybe a player to move up in the draft, sticking at 13, or trading back. Like you can go get, get the rumored trade yesterday was Kyle Kuzma and 22 to the Pacers for 13. Why you would want both Kyle Kuzma, who's a mediocre player in the NBA, and the 22nd overall pick, which is going to generate, in all likelihood, a mediocre player in the NBA, and trade what could be a pick that brings dynamism to your roster. I have no idea. Of course, Kevin Pritchard hung up the phone, laughed in Rob Palenka's ear, and said, not today, pal. I I didn't just fall off a turnip truck, all right? So what are the Pacers going to do tonight? with that 13th overall pick. I think they stick at 13. I don't think they trade up. I don't think they trade back. I think there's a segment in this draft, in that middle portion of the draft, outside the top five to about 15, where the talent is more or less kind of not equal, but equal enough that you don't want to give up a whole lot of equity, either in terms of draft picks or under contract players, to move up. So I think they're going to stick at 13. And the guy who keeps ringing in my ear, because I think Moses Moody is going to be gone. I'd love to get Moses Moody. Moses Moody is long. He can shoot. He is a clear thinker. We found that out in the pre-draft workout Zoom call with him. You can just tell when some guys have got it together up here, Moses Moody does. I think he's going to be gone. If he's not, you take him in a minute and you celebrate all night long. If Moses Moody's off the board, The guy who keeps popping into my head is Davion Mitchell of Baylor. 
Davion Mitchell is a really, really good defensive basketball player. He was the NABC Defensive Player of the Year in college basketball last year. He hit 44.7% of his threes last year. If you can three and D, you're in. Now, the downside, he's 6'2", and that's all. You'd like maybe a bigger point guard, but this is a guy who can D up, and this is a guy who can shoot it. He's a willing passer. He's a terrific competitor. His team, the Baylor Bears, just won the national championship, so you know he's a winner. I got no problem. If they take Mitchell, I got no problem with that. Nothing but love for Kevin Pritchard if they take Davion Mitchell. If they go kind of off the board and and they look at somebody else, if they go and get a guy like Corey Kispert, I get it, out of Gonzaga, I understand. Kispert is a terrific shooter and you're likely to lose Doug McDermott. So you want to plug and play a shooter. If you're going to lose Doug McDermott, go get another Doug McDermott. And this is Doug McDermott. So I would understand that. You've got other guys in this draft who you really don't. They're all kind of flawed in certain ways. And you know what? Mitchell's flawed in a certain way. And that's that he's about 22 years old. And at 22... You know, you're not going to see a lot of growth. The, the guys who are kind of, and we found this out the other day, or at least Ryan Carr said it the other day, we have always thought that it was the one-and-done guys who have the highest ceiling, and that makes total sense. Uh, Mitchell is not a one-and-done guy. He spent a year at Auburn, and then he transferred to Baylor for his final two years. So he's an older guy. But an older guy is going to come in. He's going to be mature. And he, he's going to be able to contribute more quickly than maybe a really young guy. Look at Jermaine O'Neal, right? Jermaine O'Neal, taken by the Portland Trailblazers back in the day. And he sat for four years, got traded here by the Blazers for Dale Davis, and all of a sudden blossomed. Sometimes you've got to wait a couple of years for these guys to blossom, which is what I believe is going to happen with Goga Batanza. I think he's going to blossom. I think this year... He's going to be a different level player. I think Goga is becoming more a man than a boy. I think he came to Indiana as a boy with great height and a really nice-looking stroke and an ability to block shots. And now he's becoming a more complete player, and I think he's going to be pretty good next year. I think Rick Carlisle is going to be great for Goga Batadze. And for people who say, ah, the Pacers, they don't know what they're doing in the draft. Look, T.J. Leaf was a bust. No question about that. That was a bad pick. But since then, Aaron Holiday, Goga Batanza. I got no problem with either of those picks. And as you grade these picks in the rearview mirror, who would you take in the draft where they got Aaron Holiday? Who would you take that was taken behind him? Maybe you would take Jalen Brunson, right? But Brunson was a, a high floor really low ceiling type guy who has been exactly what you thought he would be in the NBA. Goga Batadza, I really, he's not a bust. Give Goga a little bit of time. I think he's going to be a better player this year. I think that Kevin Pritchard has done a good job in the draft minus that TJ Leaf pick. So if they take Moody, it's time to shut down Monument Circle and have a big giant party. If they take Mitchell, I think that's fine. I think that's a good pick at 13. You know what? If they take Josh Giddy. He can't shoot yet, but he's really, really young. He has an otherworldly intellect for the game and and distributes the ball exceptionally well. Kind of that dynamic point forward guy and potentially a really, really good player. Probably has a potential that's higher than Davion Mitchell, 
but a floor that is significantly lower. We're going to see tonight, and it's going to be fascinating. Joey Votto hit a home run today in the first inning for the Reds. My God Almighty, I've been screaming for days. Hit Joey Votto. Rear back, fastball, boom, in the ribs. Don't throw to hurt him. Don't throw at his head. But you have got to knock him off this rhythm for the love of God. They had first base open. Guy on second. Votto, whap, takes Mills deep. And the Reds take a 2-0 lead. This isn't brain surgery. For God's sake, Joey Votto is ripping the cover off the baseball. He's hitting like Roy Hobbs, for God's sake. And you don't know to stick one in his ribs? What kind of baseball are we playing here, for God's sake? Who knows what he's going to do the rest of the game. But to this point, four-game series, one at bat into game four of this series, he's hit six home runs in it. I've never seen this. It's absurd. What are we doing? Do something different. You know what? If you keep attacking a guy in the same way and he keeps generating enormous results to his benefit, you have got to change your modus operandi. You have to change your tactics. The Cubs absolutely refusing to change their tactics. You've got to play baseball once in a while and not just rely on analytics, and the Cubs are terrible at playing baseball by feel. Terrible at it. Sometimes you say to hell with it. I'm hitting a guy in the ribs. This was that moment, and the Cubs didn't do it. Tomorrow morning, hey, tonight, live stream right here on this YouTube channel. And for those of you who are watching or listening elsewhere, go to the YouTube channel tonight as the Pacers gear up for their pick. Or as we hear from Woj, the Woj bomb drops, we find out who the Pacers are going to take at 13, or maybe they're trading. We go live and we analyze it in real time because that's what we do. We prepare for this stuff. We don't just look who the Pacers take, and then we Google, and then we say, ba 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 whatever we find on Google. We don't do that. We give you real first-person analysis in real time every day, and I can't wait to talk to you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.